Hello and welcome to Kyrinos Finsight, the podcast that explores some of the most pressing topics for financial services. Insights that help you navigate today and anticipate tomorrow. Hello and welcome to the second mini Finsights podcast where we dig into the implications of breaking news in financial services. The FOMC has raised interest rates by another 75 basis points or 0.75% as it tries to stem rising inflation. This is the fifth hike so far this year, but the first one occurring in March, and most experts believe that more are on the horizon. This latest increase brings the Fed funds target rate to a range of 300 to 325 basis points. Here to talk with us about the implications of the latest hike is Peter Serene, Director of Commercial Banking at Curanos. Welcome, Peter. Thank you, Rutger. In our latest Curanos perspective, we talked about how the latest rate hike will affect the liquidity haves and have-nots in the banking industry. Can you speak a little bit about what that means for both groups? Sure. So to contextualize the liquidity position that most banks find themselves in today, Uh, Loan-to-deposit ratios are still sitting at an average of about 70% relative to a long-run average of 85%. Um, So in plain language, banks, generally speaking, have a lot of cash. However, um, how much cash banks have will vary based on their customer base. Um, And one area where we've seen loan-to-deposit ratios moving markedly higher is commercial banking. Generally speaking, commercial businesses don't entirely fund themselves. Um, They borrow some deposits from from retail and wealth customers to to help fund commercial operations. That changed in the last couple of years when there was a huge run up in commercial balances, a surge, as you've heard us describe it, um, as well as a a period of of, uh, very low commercial loan growth. Over the last couple of quarters, that story has turned around. Commercial deposit balances have been in decline and commercial loan growth has been strong. Um, So what that means is banks that are more heavily geared towards commercial loans and deposits on their balance sheet um, are going to be feeling more liquidity pressure, more funding pressure. Um, There's also a second layer to this story, which is the nature of relationships that banks have. Those with a large pool of relatively small primary operating relationships, again, in simple language, the checking account for smaller businesses have experienced relatively comparatively stable balances, whereas those that have a higher concentration of very large savings balances have seen more deposit pressure as those balances have actively been chasing higher yields. Uh, And there are very compelling investment opportunities in in off-balance sheet instruments, such as uh, money market mutual funds, and even direct investments in treasuries. Um, So it's really, what's the orientation of our balance sheet towards commercial customers versus individual customers? And then within those portfolios, how much do we have in really core checking operating deposits versus what's what's the reserve savings money? In terms of the implications... For the haves, um, those with lots of core relationship balances, they're able to hold back and be a little bit more defensive on rate and allow some of their more rate-sensitive balances to leave. Um, on the other hand, those that are uh, that, that are experiencing more funding pressure are having to pay up more to retain those balances. 
In the commercial business, balances are already declining. Can you explain why that is happening and what the implications are after this latest increase? So the the biggest driver is that as commercial banks have, generally speaking, back to those liquidity halves, exercise some discipline on what they're willing to retain balance, uh, pay to retain balances, off-balance sheet investment alternatives offer much higher yields. And uh, commercial customers that have large financial uh, operations within their treasury departments um, and have the, the, the investment expertise and, and risk tolerance to, um, to make short-term investments have, generally speaking, moved excess money into those funds. Uh, there is, if you, if, if you think about this from a system standpoint, at the same time, the Fed is reducing the size of its balance sheet. Um, and so if you think about treasuries that the Fed is, is either selling or allowing to, to mature that are going to be replaced by the treasury, those money funds that, that, that larger corporate customers are investing in are picking up some of that refinancing obligation. So that's the biggest reason. On the margins, commercial customers are also looking to optimize uh, their, their, their cash conversion cycles. In other words, minimize the debt that they need to take. Um, to fund their op, uh, their operations, that's a very natural consequence of higher rates. Borrowing costs have gone up, so you minimize borrowing as much as you can. Balances are also declining in the consumer portfolios. Is this due to the rising cost of goods and services, or is it because consumers are shopping for better rates? It's a little bit of both. Uh, to put this in context, retail portfolios have been much more stable than commercial uh, portfolios so far, um, but we have seen declines that have been um, in excess of what we would typically see at this point in, in the year. Um, that's due to two factors. One is, um, as you noted, uh, inflation in goods and services that has outpaced wage inflation. Um, we're starting to see that impact flow through to, to, to consumer balances. And secondly, we've seen a significant uptick in, uh, in rate shopping uh, to direct banks uh, in, the, in the most rate-sensitive balances. Um, so far, uh, direct banks have, and these are the online banks you, you'd be familiar with that, that typically offer high-yield savings products, um, have grown as much in the first half of 2022 as they did in the entirety of 2021. Yeah, and so they're probably also connected, right? So people are eating into their savings, but it also makes sense to actually go shop because there there actually are rates, right? For a long time we had like really low rates. Now it actually makes sense to go shop for something and actually get some money on your on your deposit. That's right, and that dynamic is going to affect different segments of the market. So uh, the inflation is going to, on a percentage basis, um, cut in cut most deeply in the less affluent, uh, lower balance segments of the market, um, whereas those um, with the largest reserve balances are finding, uh, are finding greater incentive to shop rate. Peter, looking ahead, can you briefly discuss the value of scenario planning amid these many uncertainties? Great question. Rutger, if we were having this discussion this time a year ago, we and all of the, the rest of the financial intelligentsia would have been debating whether or not the Fed was going to hike by 25 or 50 basis points in the entirety of 2022. We're now looking at projections for a Fed funds rate in the range of 450 basis points by the end of the year. Um, This just underscores how unpredictable the market that we're in is. Um, As we've long noted in our publications and in our webinars, 
there, there's a base case, but we're in a period of dramatic uncertainty. Um, looking at the monetary experiment that we've come out of through quantitative easing and massive fiscal stimulus, now going the other way very abruptly and doing all of this against the backdrop of global health uncertainty and uncertainty and other important macroeconomic drivers such as the war in Ukraine um, that has the, the, the potential to, to dramatically royal European uh, energy markets and, and industrial production over the winter. Um, so I think if we've learned anything, it's that you need a plan A, but you also need a plan B and a plan C. And we're in an environment where it makes sense um, to really challenge yourselves to think about um, to, to, to think about the limits of the upside and down and downside in various scenarios. Right, and the the purpose here is just to be ready, and to your point, have multiple scenarios. You're you're probably never going to get it right, but thinking through different scenarios will make you better able to. Uh, respond when it actually happens. That's right. These scenarios and the responses that you would take as a banker um, and as a consumer, for that matter, are very complicated and uh, and events are unfolding very quickly. And so it's critically important that that banks be in a position to respond with with speed and agility, but with with the thoughtfulness required to address this market, and that just takes advanced planning. And to make that real, um, you know, one one example of that is uh, is to understand if you needed to raise deposits quickly, where would you go to where would you go to do that, and how would you do it? Which customer bases would you turn to? What rates would you have to offer? What products would you offer? Um, all of those things are complicated, difficult to execute well, um, and so you need to have an advanced plan. That is very insightful. Thank you very much, Peter, for providing these insights. And thank you all for listening. Um, as always, thank you to the Kyrnos Finsights team. Robin Seidel is our Director of Thought Leadership, Editing and Production by our Senior Designer, Adrian Cohen, Project Management by our Marketing Communications Manager, Megan Brazette. Music is by Vision Studios. I'm your host, Rutger Van Fassen. You can find more insights at curanos.com and please subscribe and review wherever you listen to the podcast.